0: Good morning, church family. How are you
1: today? Isn't that great? Hey, yeah, you can clap for something. I don't know if you can clap for yeah. <clears throat> great. It has been a great few weeks with children's camp, worship camp. Worship camp this past week was awesome, and uh, Brian, that team of people that you put together was phenomenal. And Friday night, their performance was great. Uh, youth camp was tremendous, and uh, we just had a really, really great few weeks. Um, listen, we're going to be able to celebrate. We're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper a little bit later, and, and what a privilege it is to be able to do that. If you're here today and you didn't get one of one of the packets, you can raise your hand, and uh, our ushers will make sure that you get one today. Um, but we have just been really blessed. Uh, is it okay if we change up some things today? Is that all right? Because we were going to start the book of Romans, and I told Brian this past Monday. I said, you know, we need to hold off on that. We've got a lot of things happening, and we just need to change things up. Um, I, I feel like we'll start the book of Romans next week. It's going to be really good. We're going to be in the book of Romans for a long, long time. And, um, but we wanted to change some things up today. I want you to turn to the book of Psalms, if you will. I'd like to be able to read a passage of Scripture to you, and um, we want to talk a little bit about God's faithfulness today because as a church family, God has been incredibly faithful. And um, I want us just to take a pause today. We want to be able to share some things with you about God's faithfulness and um, just what God is doing. But I want you to turn to the book of Psalms, Psalms chapter 100, uh, verse 5. I want to read that for you. I want to read it to you. And um, it's good to see you guys today. Good to see you. Didn't Brian, have you guys enjoyed the, the book of, of Haggai with Brian speaking? I mean, have you ever done this that Very, very blessed. Um, You, somebody said to me this past week, and they've several different. I hear this all the time. Heritage has an incredible staff, and I go, well, yeah, you know, we got an incredible staff and an unbelievable staff. One guy likened it to Josh likened it to the Chicago Bulls that had the championship team, and uh, and and all those years of great success. And isn't that right, Josh? Yes. And so, uh, but we do. We have an incredible team. Let me uh, let me read to you today, Psalms chapter 100, verse five, and then we're going to pray together. This is what the psalmist says: For the Lord is what? Good. He's good. The Lord is good, and His unfailing what? Love, Love continues for <laughs> just for a little bit, <laughs> uh, for a while. No, He says forever, and His and His what? Faithfulness, faithfulness. His faithfulness continues to each generation. For the Lord is good; His unfailing love continues forever, and His faithfulness continues to each generation. Would you pray with me today, Father? As we spend the next few moments talking about Your faithfulness, Lord, would we honor You with this time? Help help us uh, grasp uh, the truths within the Scripture in the midst of our discussion today. Help us to to be able to celebrate God, not only what you've done, but Lord, what you're doing. What a privilege it is. Father, would you, would, would you bless this time and our, our time together as we read the word and as we share today, in Christ's name we pray, amen. Listen, I, I, don't, I don't know what comes to mind when, when you hear the word faithfulness, but um, Brian's gonna help me because I can't hear and I can't see. So um, when, when, when you hear the word faithful, what are some words that come to mind? What are some definitions that you, that you, that you sort of, that come to your mind? What are they?
0: Honesty. Honesty. <laughs> Loyal. Patience. Patience. Trustworthy. Trustworthy. Dependable. Committed. Committed. Responsible. Responsible.
1: Reliable. You guys are coming up with more than the early service. I think they were sleeping in the early service. It's early. It's early. You know, if you, if you go back to the dictionary, let me give you a couple of words. If you go back to the dictionary, what, how, how the word faithful, faithful um, or faithfulness is defined. This is what it says. Unwavering loyalty, dependability, reliability, trustworthiness, complete commitment. You know, when, when talking about faithfulness, is there some people that sort of come to your mind? I mean, are there, there are some f- names and faces that come to mind if as, as some of those characteristics are, are mentioned? M- maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a, somebody that's had a significant impact in your life. Uh, as, as I sit back and think about that, I think about the numbers of people in my life that I consider to be faithful and trustworthy, loyal, committed, reliable, people that I know that I can, I can count on I, I think about I think about our staff of how blessed we are I think about our overseers and how, how, um, how faithful and how trustworthy that they have been um, and I think about our trustees and you know the Lord has just really surrounded us with um, me in general I, I think throughout my life God has placed in my life a lot of people that are trustworthy and so I have a, a tendency to trust to trust people, but, but there are also people that, that we don't consider to be trustworthy, aren't they? I mean, there are, there are people on the other side, you know, people that when we hear the word faithful, we go, mm-hmm, no, no, not, not them. No, no, I, no, not them. Um, and I, and I don't, I don't know what, I don't, I don't know what you think about. And you're probably going to want to you probably want to do battle on this, but there, are there times, are there, are there times in your life that you feel, you feel like God isn't trustworthy? Be honest. Are there times in your life when you feel you feel like God has let you down? Have there been times in your life when you when you felt like God has abandoned you or forsaken? Maybe. Maybe it was that doctor's visit. Maybe it was that job interview that didn't go. Maybe it was, it was that business deal that fell through. Maybe it was that conflict inside of the home and a spouse walked out and you felt like maybe God had, had abandoned you. You know, the, you know, I think if we're all honest, there are times when our faith in God and our, God's faithfulness is it's, it's put into question in real life circumstances, right? Um what, what time, it can be really hard to trust in the Lord, especially we've been, when we've been hurt by others, when, when we've been betrayed. I We were with the kids. I had the privilege of driving down to be with the kids on uh, at camp down in Lakeland, and it so happened that I was there the night they were talking about God's faithfulness. And, and I, I've, I've always enjoyed the, the church group devotion time afterwards, and so I stayed and and there were lots of discussions that were happening and I thought to myself as I was sitting there in the room how difficult it must be to talk about and to grasp the faithfulness of God when we have, when we have um, experienced time and time again brokenness, hurt, pain, betrayal from earthly people. I mean, how, how, how in the world can we talk to kids, teenagers, about the fact that God is faithful when we have been, we've been, when their earthly examples have let them down? You, you know what I'm saying? Are we, are we on the same wavelength here? I mean, how many of us adults are, man, we're, we're toting around a lot of garbage I mean, and we're we're, we're as in our relationship with God. It's it's at a deficit because of all the things here that we've experienced. And we talk about trusting God, and and God is faithful. But man, there are some times that I think that we go back and we say, I don't really know, but but He is, He is. You know, it's it's not just hard when we've been hurt by others, but. But it can be also hard when we don't understand or we don't know the character of God. Look at what he says here. The psalmist said the Lord is what? He's good. He's good. That word good means excellent. It's valuable. I mean, has there ever been a time when instead of believing that God is good, you may have thought that God wasn't so good? Maybe you thought that God was mad at you. You ever thought that? Or maybe that God was out to get you because of something that you had had done. Or maybe that God had abandoned you or he had forgotten you. He had forsaken you. There are those times. There are those times. The Bible is full of descriptions about the character of God. And when we don't know the character of God and hold on, it's hard to understand that God is good and that God is faithful and God has unfailing love. You know, I I went back through the scriptures and you know, what, what are some of the characteristics we find of God in the scriptures? You know, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, um, righteous, holy, just. What else? What are some other things? Merciful. Loving. Gracious. Yes, consider. The Bible is full, full of descriptions of the character of God and yet so many times the character of God is put into question because of things that we experience here. I mean, how many times do we, do we really struggle and we, we struggle to hold on to what we know is true because of our feelings? He goes on to say his unfailing love, his unfailing love, not failing love, unfailing love continues for a while. <laughs> That's not what he says. For a little bit? No, forever. Forever. And he says, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. Each generation. You know, when, when, I, when I go back and, and look, you know, the Bible is full of stories about God's faithfulness. As Brian just talked this past week, is, it was sort of about God as a promise keeper, that God is faithful. And he took and he went back from the beginning of how God has been faithful, 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 promise keeper, promise keeper. He's kept his covenant. Even when we didn't keep ours, God was faithful to keep his. And we see story after story after story. But but not only do we have the privilege of the stories within the Scripture, Nate. I mean, we have the privilege of having that to be able to read. But we also have the stories of God's faithfulness in the present. Do you understand? I mean, we have the Scripture, but one day those generations that come after us will tell the stories of God's faithfulness of what we've experienced. You understand? I mean, have you ever thought about the fact that one day all the things that we've experienced, that we have the privilege of sharing those stories of God's faithfulness so that the next generation will know and follow and obey the Lord? I, I thought it would be great just for a moment, just to reflect for a second about God's faithfulness and and and, and Brian maybe share a few stories and and then we, got, we, we have something we want to share with you guys today about God's faithfulness. Because our Heavenly Father has been faithful. I mean, thinking about going back to some of the stories since the beginning, you know, as a matter of fact, let me just read this really quickly. When, when we started Heritage, I, I had, a, um, I had a, a friend of mine um, that doesn't come to church here, never has been to church here, but he brought this to me. And and he said, he said, Sid, I want you to hold on to this because there are going to be times that you question this. He's, he's, he's right. There are going to be times that you question God's faithfulness, even though he's faithful. And on the back of that, he wrote, he said, dear Sid, to you and your family, the staff, as the new work has begun at Heritage Community, I want you to never forget Joshua 1, 7 through 9. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to act in obedience and accordance with all the law that my servant Moses um, commands you Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may be successful wherever you go. Um, and he said, um, this book of the law shall never depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to act in accordance with all that is written within it. For then you shall you shall make your way prosperous and you shall be successful. I hereby command you be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The Lord has been very, very faithful to us. And this this hangs in my office um, as a reminder. But but Brian, why don't you share just a couple of stories because, because God has been so faithful.
0: Well, there's a lot of stories. And if you've been here from the beginning, you know Heritage has not been around a whole long time. 2007 was when this was given to us. And uh, September was our first official gathering on a Sunday evening in September. And there's been so many stories of God's faithfulness throughout those 14 years. Uh, one of them that I remember is that we knew for, from the beginning that children's ministry, children, family, all these things are going to be really important to us, the passing down of our faith to the next generation so that they would know and tell these stories and that they would then pass it down to their children And in the beginning, our wives, um, Meredith and Brooke, they they did children's ministry. And uh, eventually they looked at us and said, we need to pray for someone that would come and be on staff as a committed children's minister. And we just began to pray and we said, you know who would be really great at something like that? Would be um, Brooke's mom, Sharon, Sharon Burris. And the problem was she lived in Texas and was a principal you know, at a school and was very, very good at what she did. But while we were praying about that in Texas, they had a big meeting for the schools there and decided that they were gonna make it possible for people like Sharon, who had been working for for all these years to take early retirement. And uh, she thought, well, that just seems interesting. And what is God doing? And through lots of prayer and conversation, God did uh, call her to take early retirement and move from Texas, her home, to Florida to be a children's minister at the age of retirement, and uh, took that on and and grew our children's ministry from where it was to a point where then eventually Allison and Travis moved here and took over. And when Sharon moved here, I was a little nervous because I thought, if this goes wrong, this is my mother-in-law. You know, she's going to blame me for this forever and i was nervous i was concerned that we would take good care of her you know at the time she didn't know anything about florida other than just coming to visit us and baby ainsley at the time and didn't know where she would want to live and things like that and one of our church family members said you know what we're going away back up north for a while why don't you let her live in our home for free because he's the home giver at our church if you don't know that he gives us homes all the time and, and so just like in normal fashion, he gave her a home for free until she could figure out where she wanted to live. And, and God blessed her. And then, do you remember the story of her home?
1: Yeah, I remember the story. So, and I also remember the story. God doesn't usually give us one home. He usually gives us two homes.
0: Listen, when, when she became time for her to buy a home... The lady was trying to sell her home. So Sharon said, yes, I'd like to buy your home. And they agreed upon a price. And then the bank came back and said, no, that's too much money. And she got the home for $40,000 less than what she agreed to pay on it. And then the lady says she didn't want any of her stuff. She left it fully furnished. And Sharon moved into a fully furnished home for a lot less than she agreed to pay for it. God is faithful. He has taken care of us and, and our families and our staff from day one. You know, I remember that thinking when we moved from Tennessee, Brooke and I, thinking that you and I were going to end up working at Home Depot so that we would, we would work there during the day and, and then plant the church at night. That just made a lot of sense to us, take care of family, and we never, we never worked at Home Depot, never got one of those orange aprons, and, and even, you know, God has always been faithful, and there's story after story like that.
1: I remember the moving expenses when you guys were moving and how God provided those move expenses just at the time that we needed them. Time after time when we've prayed for things that God has, has brought things about, not, not in our timing, but in His, in his timing. Um, I remember, <laughs> yeah, I remember we were at that place too of bringing on staff and, and, and trying to think, well, this financially just is not gonna work. It doesn't make sense to bring on staff and the overseers in this conversation that we had. And they said, you know, God's at work and he always takes care of his children. And you know, God, God did exactly what, what our overseer said that he would do, he took care of us. We never even blinked. Financially, we were able to bring Sharon and Sheila on full time at the same time. And, and Jackie didn't make any sense financially, but God did it, he was faithful. Back in uh, in July, I don't know if you know a lot about our staff, but but our staff has been together for a long, long time. And, and back several, it's been many years ago, Melvin and Don came to us, and um, they had just really struggled. They had been, they had done enough church. They'd been on church staff, didn't want to be on church staff anymore. Had said they were done with being on church staff. They just wanted to, to be a Jesus follower. And how they came and, and how they... Um, took one step after a time and, and, and how Melvin ended up coming on staff with us. And it was a time of healing. But this past July, after about seven years of ministry with us, he resigned to go serve with, with a pastor friend that he had down South. And at that time, Brian, being the guy that he is, he's just good at a lot of different things. He stepped in and he said, man, I'm going to do student ministry for a while. Uh, We wanted to have some stability. We wanted to have some maturity because Um, we, we love kids here. We love kids. We love teenagers. We, we like hanging out with them. We believe that, that uh, kids can make a huge impact. And so Brian came on and began working, but I don't know if you guys understand this, but you look at his head. He don't have any hair left. It's gone. (laughs) He had at least a couple of hairs in last July, but they're gone now because student ministry can be stressful. Doesn't he look older? Look at him. Look at him. Okay. And so we begin this process of praying about, Lord, you know, what do you want us to do? But knowing, knowing it's not in our time frame, but it's in God's time frame. And realizing also God's, God's faithful. So Brian, won't you bring us up to date with where things are and how, do we, how we've gotten here today?
0: yeah let me let me read a verse this is a verse I've held on to broken eyes since the beginnings of heritage when we left uh, Tennessee to come back and it's not always easy i I make things sound easy sometimes because God has always been faithful to us and once I hear this is what God wants us to do sometimes uh as long as I can remember back and go, yeah he's been faithful in the past, then it's easier to say yes again but but there's a time when the disciples were talking about what they'd given up to follow Jesus. And he's like, I got you. You're going to be taken care of. Don't worry. But then he even mentions some other people. And he says, and everyone else who has given up houses, done that. Brothers and sisters, family, fathers and mothers, done that. Or property. You know, I don't know if you know this, but everyone, you know it from from uh, Allison and Travis leaving Arkansas to come here, Brian and Leslie leaving Georgia to come here, that it's not uncommon for people to chase God's will um, when it comes to that and that's what we're looking for because we would know we would rather be in the middle of his will and give up things that we think are important than to be comfortable but outside of his will. He says, anyone who's given up even property for my sake, will receive a hundred times as much in return and will inherit eternal life. This isn't talking about becoming a millionaire on earth or anything like that. It's talking about future blessings, but I also know that God is a loving, good father. And he does like to bless us. And all of these stories we talk about, those are earthly blessings that he does to remind us of his goodness.
1: Look at this building. I mean, we sit in a building not because of our intellect, but because of God's
0: blessing. He's the home giver. I mean, that's you.
1: exactly right.
0: Well, this is another one of those human earthly side blessings for me because as we began praying, um, even before Melvin left, really just thinking about what does the future of student ministry look like because student ministry is important to, to Sydney and I and our families. And um, one day there would be need to be someone younger. I used to keep banging the table. Hey, I'm still the youngest guy here. And I was 30 when we started and I'm not anymore. And then thankfully we brought in, you know, young Allison with a lot of energy, but, but what would that look like? And as I thought, well, who would the future of student ministry be? There was only one person in my mind that I would want that to be, that I knew, um, and his name was Mike. Mike, uh, we both knew because Sydney was Mike's student pastor when, when Michael was 6th, 7th, 8th, and ninth grade. And I was his student pastor when he was in 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. And since that time, he's gone on to be an unbelievable student minister, called into ministry at a young age uh, up in the Carolina area. And the numbers of students that have been impacted by his ministry over the past 12 years is hundreds. And so many have come to know Christ. He is an unbelievable gospel preacher. And I thought, that's the guy I would want to come be the student pastor at our church and, and be the student pastor for my two kids, Rainsley and Braxton. And so every once in a while, he texts me, you know, happy birthday, Pastor Brian. And I would say, hey, thanks. I'm proud of you. I love watching your ministry from afar and on social media. I would love one day God would see fit to let you serve here at Heritage. And he would say, ha-ha. And I just thought that was a weird response. You know, ha-ha, LOL. And, and I, after a while, a couple of years of that, I thought, Sydney, you and I, we didn't play as big a role in his life as, as we thought we did. Um, and he would just say, you never know, just pray, you never know what God will do. And, and I thought, well, you know, his current pastor where he's been for seven years is actually his father-in-law. They, they, they go to a church where his wife, Chrissy, is. her dad is their pastor. They live in, a, in an area where, where her family is. And i thought well that would be really difficult to rip him apart from but then i said hey you know you're this is your home you grew up in the leesburg area went to leesburg high and graduated from first academy and, um but he would just say lol uh, <laughs> ha ha well as we got into student ministry this year and the and we began to get some sort of normalcy uh, god has been faithful we've seen so many kids come to know the lord and be baptized had a great week at camp this summer Um, It's been fantastic. The people that have come and joined the student ministry team, the adults we have, has been great. Um, And then come around December, I thought, you know, we need to start looking. We need to put out some some feelers and got about 10 or 15 um, resumes on my desk. And I would read through them and try to talk myself into liking it, but I didn't really like them. And then in January, you know, I said, hey, I'm going to text him again. I said, hey, just want you to know, I am officially taking some resumes if you just want to throw yours in, you know. And he didn't say, ha ha. He said, let me call you in a minute. And I thought, well, that's interesting. And he called me and we began to talk and pray. And and it seemed like God might be doing something. And I got real excited. Well, so for months... I felt like God was doing something. But every time I would talk to him, he would say, I don't know, I don't know, you just pray. And I thought, man, give me something. And then in March, he was here, and Brooke and I had lunch with him and Chrissy, and we talked, and I tried to convince him. I was trying not to manipulate him, but I was trying to sell him (laughs) on how great a church family you guys are, and nothing. And I just thought, well, I don't know. And then in about May, I said to Sid, I said, we need to start thinking about what's next, because I don't think he's... You know, it, leaning one and way and or the other. Why?
1: you know why? We were, we were getting, it was becoming harder and harder to wait. How many, how many times do, do we get tired of waiting on God? We get tired of waiting on God, and so when we get tired of waiting on God, what do we do? I'll take care of it. I'll make a decision.
0: God is great. I don't have to be in control. Sometimes I forget that. And so I said, pull all those resumes out again. And on the day I said that, what happened?
1: Well, we're, we're, sitting, around the t- we're sitting around the table downstairs. And uh, so Brian says, look, man, we've we got to get this thing going. School's fixing to start. You know, we, we need to have a student pastor start a new school. This thing's wearing on me. I'm getting tired. I'm looking I feel at like him. I said that.
2: <laughs>
0: It's maybe, like you're really making maybe me feel like a, a lot older than
1: I am. So anyway, I might be accentuating a little bit, but it makes the story better. So anyway, so we're sitting around the table, and I just I'm, I just said I don't know, but I said, but God has always been faithful. And about that time, um, Brian jumps up and he runs out the door, and um, so he comes back in and he's got this. Everybody's like, well, what he just, what's going on? Brooke oh, Brooke must have called. And so, but he comes back in, he's got that funny look, and you can always tell when something's going on, he's got this funny look like his mischievous look. That's, that's, it's like mischievous. And I said, man, what's going on? He goes, well, you ain't going to believe this, but I think this is a whole lot further. We've been waiting than what we thought it was. He just talked to his father-in-law and said he believes that he needs to take a look at some things. And this is a young man who's He's had multiple opportunities to go lots of places, lots of places, and, but, he, but, he, but he hasn't. So, um, so anyway.
0: Yeah, so, so it was, you know, Michael is the kind of man and his wife, Chrissy, and you need to be thankful for this, is that they are chasing God's desires, God's will for their life. And so sometimes that just takes a lot longer than Brian would like it to take. But... Um, Father's Day weekend, his whole family came, and they've been here before. His family still lives in Leesburg. They've been here a lot of times. Michael's preached here before, um, but never been here when they were considering that this might be their new church home. And I don't know, the Sunday he was here, Sid wasn't preaching. Brian had COVID. I did the music like, you know, like it had been 2008 or something. And uh, Dave Johnson preached, and whatever you guys did, it was good because he, he left and called me the next morning and said, I'm pretty sure God is in this. What's the next step? So I was thrilled. And so since Father's Day, we've been trying to work all the pieces out. But God is faithful. And on August 8th, he will be here. Can we show his picture? Is that okay? This is, this is Michael Hux. He's got three sweet little girls that are like seven, five, and two. You guys are going to fall in love with them. This is Michael and Chrissy Hux. August eight will be his first Sunday here and he'll hit the ground running. He'll be ready to start on um, Wednesday nights when midweek starts back for school. Um, in fact, the first day of his his first Sunday here that evening is our school prayer initiative where we will be on campuses all over the three counties um, praying for their back to school. So um, I'm excited, I'm thrilled because um, I think God's favor, he's, he's letting us have the guy I really wanted it to be, even selfishly for my own children. Because this past Wednesday, He told His teenagers, and, and let me tell you, um, it was hard. It's hard. He's been there for seven years, and He has impacted hundreds of lives of students. And we, they had it online, so I watched online. Some of us did. It was hard to watch because you can imagine, as, as excited as I am right now, his, his kids were heartbroken. And it was hard for him to say goodbye, you know, and to leave. And so um, there's a few weeks here um, before they have their final Sunday, and then they'll be here. But I would just ask you as a church family, get excited. Be ready to love on this family when they get here. And in the meantime, pray for their transition as they leave a church family that they really love and that loves them?
1: You know, I, I go back and I think there's so many passages of Scripture we could reflect on, but I, I go back to the Proverbs, trust the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding. Acknowledge Him and He'll make our path straight. Um, we, g- g- God, is, God is faithful even if we weren't sitting here. Can I make that clear? God is faithful if he were still looking. Does that make sense? God, God is faithful regardless of whatever we may have going on. Um, this has not been a short process. This has been a very long process. Um, our trustees um, and overseers have been part of discussions. Our parents have been part of discussions. Staff has been part of discussions. As a matter of fact, Jerry, um, would you like to come and just share just for a second? Would you like to do that, Jerry? just about your conversations with Michael. As a, uh, Jerry is one of our overseers. He um, sat in on one of the discussions um, as an overseer, but then also he joined in this past um, Tuesday night when the parents were um, um, in a discussion, and Jerry sat in that. But Jerry, what would you like to say just from a, as, from a, a leadership from an over, as an overseer? By the way, Jerry just had surgery not long ago. And talk about God's faithfulness. This is God's faithfulness. And I think it was this past Monday, he just gave got word that they have said that he's cancer-free now. And that's, that's a great blessing. Jerry, what would you like to say about your interaction with Michael and Chrissy? Oh, uh, I'm
2: when we had an interview with them on Zoom, and that uh, I, was, uh, I was really impressed with uh, uh, his demeanor and he looks you right in the eye and he responds to, uh, to the questions. And uh, he just, you know, I couldn't find anything uh, that I would even question about him. Uh, He's uh, he's solid, and he knows what he's doing, and he's doing a good job at it. And we are blessed. Heritage is blessed to have him come here.
1: We um, there's so many other stories to tell, but I want to reiterate this: that it's very important that we hold on to these stories of what God is doing and what God has done in his faithfulness and we're we are always always faithful to share uh, to give a testimony of God's faithfulness very important because we have the stories of the past but our stories today will one day be the stories of the future the stories that we that we've experienced the stories of God's Faithfulness, this building, may we never forget that this building was a gift from God. Not only those who were a part of First Baptist Fruitland Park, but it was a gift from the Lord. And, um, but we are just, uh, it was just a good time for us to pause today. Just to take a, a little bit of a breath before we start. Because I didn't want the book of Romans to get lost. And I didn't want us talking about Michael to get lost today, if that makes any sense. But, um... A lot of things happening. I want to remind you uh, I want to remind you of a prayer opportunity that's coming up August the 8th for us to be able to gather. We last year, within two weeks time God put it all together. we had over 1,800 people on, on every campus in Lake and Sumter County into Marion County, Citrus County and Hernando County. and this year will even be expanded over a hundred churches participating. Uh, this coming Tuesday night, we have a Zoom meeting with our area coordinators and our school coordinators, and uh, we are looking at that being a great time as we go back. All of our school board personnel um, will be a part here in Lake County. I'm assuming they'll be the same in Sumter County, but it will be a great time of us praying for our schools, our our students, our teachers, our administrative staff as we get ready to go back to the school
2: just say year. Something? Absolutely. Something personal about God's faithfulness. Uh, 23 years ago, uh, I left work early because I thought I had bronchitis, and I go to my doctor, and the doctor says, I'm not buying your story, Jerry, and to make a long story short, a week later, I was having triple bypass surgery. Came through that, recovered, about three years later, my PSA went up, just, you could hardly see how much it went up, had me, uh, checked out. They found cancer in one of 12 biopsies. So then I had a procedure done on that. And now I uh, lined up with bladder cancer at the beginning of the pandemic. So we don't know what's going on in the pandemic. I don't know what's going on with my body. I don't know what's happening next. And to make uh, uh, when I look back on it now it's like God had his hand in it because I got to the right people at the right time Uh, I had wound up having uh, a long operation three to six months to recover from it but all the biopsies came back negative Hmm. and so I just say God cured me of cancer again and it's so it's when we look at things that are tough to do and to go through, it's like God is faithful. He's always there. He didn't cure me of cancer because of anything I did. He cured me because he wanted to, because he is faithful. And Absolutely. I you.
1: you know, the, the, and the thing I think it's really good to understand, we learn things when we walk through the valley that we don't learn on the mountain. We, we, we learn about the character and the love of God and the consistency of God when we walk through the valleys. We learn things there that we'll never learn um, when everything's going well. But we can always trust in God because he's faithful. So I, I don't know where you are today or what you might be wrestling with, but, but I want to tell you this. The more you come to know the Lord and the more you spend time in the Scriptures and the more you come to hold on to know the character of God, the easier it is for us to be able to hold on in those times when when things are shaking, when things aren't going the way. So I want to encourage you in that today. But, you know, as we finish up, what, what better day to be able to celebrate God's faithfulness than to remember by the participating in the Lord's Supper? Yeah. You know, it was, it was 2,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago that our, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ would give his life on Calvary. It was 2,000 years ago that he would be beaten, that, um, that he would be condemned to die on a cross. It was 2,000 years ago that he was, his body would be placed in a tomb. It was 2,000 years ago that three days later that he was resurrected from the dead. It was, after, it was after that that Jesus would not only be resurrected, but he would ascend to heaven. And one day, the Bible tells us that he's coming back. But before, before any of that ever took place, Jesus met upstairs with his disciples. And he told them exactly what was going to take place as they celebrated the Passover meal. And he told them that, was, that his body would be beaten and it would be broken. And he talked to them about that, and he, and, he, and he instituted what was known as the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper. And it was at that time that, that he, he would show us that the bread was a symbol of his body that would be broken for us. And then the cup that they would drink would be a symbol of his blood that would be shed for us. And today, just as it was 2,000 years ago, we have the privilege of remembering that time and that one day that Jesus is coming back. But before we partake of the Lord's Supper and remember that time, the blessings of salvation that comes through his life, scripture teaches us it's important for us to go before the Lord and have a time of examination. The time that we examine our lives and ask if there's any unconfessed sin in our life, if there's anything that we need to make right with the Lord. And so as just as Brian pr- plays quietly today, I wanted to give you a moment just to go before the lord and maybe even in that time there would be things that you want to give the lord thanks for today not just confessing of sin but maybe there's things that the lord brings to your mind that you've you've forgotten or you've taken for granted take this time just for you to go before the lord and then after that i will lead us through this time of partaking in the bread and the juice okay would you pray Jesus, today we are reminded of your faithfulness and God, how good you have been to us. Today we give thanks. Today as we're bowed now, though we are giving thanks for your body that was broken and your blood that was shed for us. When you became the Lamb of God who was sacrificed for the sins, when you did something that only you could do that we couldn't do, you paid a price that we couldn't pay. You gave your life. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for the blood. Thank you. I pray that as we enter this time, Lord, that uh, we would be reminded of, we would be reminded of your sacrifice. Lord, we would be reminded of, of your grace. Jesus, what a privilege it is to serve you what a privilege it is to participate in this time today. In Christ's name, amen. In Paul's recollection and teaching us what he had been taught, this is what the Scripture teaches us. Um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul said, For I received from the Lord, which also I passed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, that he took the bread. He said he took the bread, and he, and, he, and he gave thanks, and he broke it, and he said this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. A little bit later on in that night while sitting around in the midst of that conversation Jesus would take the cup and Paul reminds us by saying in the same way after supper he took the cup and this is what he said this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood Do this. And whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. And as his children, we have the privilege of being reminded that, look, one day he's coming back. One day he's coming back. And we have to remember that. And our privilege as a church isn't just to gather on a Sunday morning to encourage one another, but the privilege that we have is to, make it, is to be a light into the world, to make Jesus' name known, to be reminded of his faithfulness, and in that, recognize that we have the privilege of being not only his children, but his voice to a broken generation. There are multitudes of people that are, that are around this community that need to know Jesus. I want us to be part of reaching them this past week I had the privilege of sitting in a booth at an area restaurant with one of our guys and uh, he looked at me as we were getting ready to finish up he said I can't get this off my mind he said the Lord keeps telling me to speak to that guy the guy got up to leave and he called him over to the table and he said man he said listen he said I, I just want to tell you he said I, the Lord's been telling me I need to speak to you and, and, and I just I, I want you to know that God loves you and that God's got a plan for your life. Do you know where you'd spend eternity if you were to die today? And the guy said, no. He said, can I tell you about my Jesus? And there that day, that afternoon, about 30 minutes later, that gentleman prayed to receive Christ. We have the privilege of being his hands and feet, but also his voice, his mouthpiece. That's my prayer that us as a church, that we would participate, that we would be that light in the community, that we would make a difference, that one day that it won't just, it'll be the generations that follow us that will tell the stories of us and our faithfulness and what God had done. But I send you out today, man, I send you out to be his witnesses, to be his ambassadors, to be reminded of what Allison shared with us up front, the challenge that she gave us, to be on the lookout, to be intentional, to be witnesses for Jesus. And if you'll do this for me, as you go home today, I pray that you'll pray for Michael and his family, Chrissy and the girls, as they get ready to prepare. I told him the other day, I said, Michael, this is gonna be really hard. When you leave people that you love, it's hard. It's really hard. And um, so I just ask that you pray for them as they is they end this season. I've had the privilege of speaking with his father-in-law a couple of times over the past few weeks. And ta- I said, now look, at it, don't be mad at me. <laughs> he said, Sid, let me tell you something. I believe that if they say yes to Jesus and this is what God wants them to do, God's leading, he said, because he's had multitudes of opportunities to leave and they, they have not sensed God leading. If he says yes, I want you to know that God's in this and you're getting an incredible student pastor. And so I just pray that you guys would be praying for their family in this transition. Pray for us as a church family as we walk. Pray for our kids. Pray for the start of school season. Um, And if you see one of our interns, they're scattered in different places working. Uh, Their last Sunday will be in a couple of weeks. um, And uh, we're going to be saying goodbye to them. But they have done an incredible job. If you happen to see one of them. Uh, you just hug their neck and just love on them and tell them how great of a job that they've done. But we'll celebrate them a little bit later on on the 8th. Father, I just ask that as we go, may we be your hands and feet. Thank you for the privilege of being a child of yours. Father, for the, the multitudes of times that we've experienced your faithfulness, help us to always remember that, even in the difficult times, to hold on to the character of the fact that you are good that your, your love is unfailing, and that you are faithful. Not only in the generations past, but now, as well as the generations to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.